With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the Virtual Selling Podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual Selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, everybody. I'm very happy to be with Nav Nicholson today. She's Revenue Enablement at Redis. Hi, Nav. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Can you tell us first what Redis do? Yeah, so um, I'll keep it simple as far as what Redis does. Uh, think of Redis as a database. So how we are functioned is basically imagine you being on a Nordstrom's website and you're looking at Nordstrom's website and you add stuff into your cart and you leave. Um, when you come back, your stuff is still in the cart. Why is that? That's something because Redis in the background, another platform that's similar to us, is what's keeping it there. Um, because if you were using something that wasn't, then your cart will be, you know, it will disappear <laughs> when you come back. So Redis is used for, for purposes of that nature. Great. That's very interesting and that's very clear. Thanks a lot. What we will discuss today is uh, the different stack that you are using to enable your your sales team, but not only your sales team, also rev as revenue enablement, you cover more than only sales. Uh, could you first describe what you do and then we will talk about the stacks? Yeah, so a little about me. I um, So my, my title is um, Sales Enablement Program Manager. I'm a Principal Sales Enablement Program Manager and I own our um, entire sales stack. So um, all the platforms that our AEs and SDRs and uh, customer success uses, I manage those from um, partially the technical aspect as well as obviously the enablement. So I handle end-to-end -end basically the onboarding of platforms and ensuring that they're used properly, ensuring that the workflows are, are set up in a way that folks can actually use them in the most effective and efficient way. In addition to that, I also own um, a data analysis and ensuring that you know people are using it. Um, and if there are gaps, how do we fix those gaps and make suggestions on those gaps? And I work very closely with the leaders for, for each of those teams too. Great. And so could we dig a little bit into the different sales technologies that you use? Yeah, so a, a little about that. So. Yes, we have quite a few different platforms, um, but each platform serves a very specific purpose. So um, think about our sales tech stack in a way where you start the funnel from prospecting to uh, a proposal and also making sure that you're qualifying the opportunity and then moving into more of the deal close stage. And then once it's closed, you're responsible for ensuring that, that that account stays and we get to retain it. So the way we have our different sales tech stack is divided between like account data, data solutions, and then we have um, sales engagement platforms, 
And then we have some social network platforms that we use too, and then some inbound channels, so inbound chat channels. Um, and each one of those categories has its own specific platforms. But the primary ones that are super important for us um, include uh, platforms like Outreach, uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, Zoom Info, Highspot, and Drift to some extent. Um, so those are some of the five more important ones. And obviously, we also have conversation intelligence that's critical in today's world now that we work virtually and everyone is calling into calls remotely. The way for us to actually see how the conversations are going between an account executive and a customer, we use conversation intelligence platforms really well. And for that, we have um, Chorus and also Outreach Kaya. Um, and the way we have Outreach Kaya is more for our brand new hires, and it's a very specific use, use case, which we can get to um, in a little while. But um, that's uh, our. I, I don't know technology. about uh, Outreach Kaya. What, what does yeah. it do? Yeah, so it's actually um, Outreach Kaya is very similar to Chorus to some extent, um, but it has a little more functionality than what you get from from Chorus. Part of the reason why we invested in Outreach Kaya is for our brand new hires. So um, the way we use it is very specific. I kind of came up with the actual use cases. When you have new hires on your team, um, they don't understand the, the product and they sometimes don't know the answers that they might be looking for. Or when they're trying to follow up on calls, um, they, they may have forgotten to take some notes or they were too busy taking notes and they weren't able to stay engaged in the conversation. So how Kaya helps them is um, for a new hire, you need to be on a call and, and engaged with the contact that you're talking to. So Kaya provides um, real-time um, transcripts. So while you're on a call, the conversation that you're having, it shows up on the right-hand side of your, of your screen or left, wherever you wanna keep it. And you can bookmark that transcript. You can take notes in that live conversation. Um, not only that, we've created some content cards. So when you're on a call and say the customer asked you some sort of question, um, and that question is specific to a, a product or something that is related to a deal cycle, whatever it may be. If we have a content card, that content card has some sort of um, uh, trigger words that will trigger it. So if the customer asks, oh, what's your pricing for Redis um, series? Um, we have a content card that'll pop up. And so if the rep chooses, they have the ability to read through that. Um, and if they choose not to read it and they say, hey, I'll actually follow up with you afterwards, um, Kaya sends a follow-up email with all the content cards that popped up during that call. Um, and it also tells you if the next steps were discussed in that conversation. So you can easily use that follow-up summary email to reach out to the customer that you were just talking to. So, just, so it just ensures that you know when you're talking to contacts as a brand new hire, you're using the most knowledgeable information and also ensuring that you're following up in the most like reasonable way and you're not missing certain pieces of the conversation itself. And so why do you keep in chorus when this solution seems to be uh, more complete or more useful? So chorus actually plays a very critical role for our, um, our reps as well. Um, chorus is uh, more for folks that have been here for some time. Um, and also in the new hires get it too, but how we're using Chorus is more specific to just recording calls that are ensuring that all of our managers also have access to them. 
Um, and we use Corazon on an opportunity level to kind of identify, you know, certain keywords that were discussed during the conversation. One of the um, key things that Kaya is currently missing is that you can't really record, um, you can't really send a call recording transcript back into Salesforce. And that's critical for us when we're doing some sort of um, analysis on, on the conversations that our um, reps are having. So course, course does still play, you know, a very critical piece for, for Okay, so, so you really have a stack that is really complete and in the order to have all the features and I believe that you are ready to have such a extended stack it's because it, it's uh, uh, it's uh, there is a array for every uh, type of solution exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah and each 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 platform like I said serves a very specific purpose. Um, but they don't, you know, work in silos. All of our platforms talk to each other in such a way that um, if you do something in one, it will be impacted. It will impact what you're doing in the next one. So all the workflows are very integrated in the way that they, um, you know, function for each of our reps. And when I say reps, I'm referring to, you know, our entire sales team. Great. Um, if we go deeper into those technologies, you you, you express us the, the big families. Um, and, and you just express it's not only the reps, uh, who is using them and for, for what purpose? Yeah, so um, we have, like I said, we've got some of the primary ones like the outreaches, the Zoom info, Sixth Sense, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, those are used by our SDRs and AEs, and our SDRs are broken up into, you know, the outbound SDRs versus the corporate SDRs, which handle more inbound stuff too. And then for AEs, we have some um, AEs that handle more of the smaller accounts, and they also get a lot more inbounds than the field and strategic teams. So um, all of that is, all of those platforms are used by all of them, and in terms of our success team, the primary ones that our success team has access to is is outreach and high spot um and outreach is, is is a sales engagement platform so it's used more for handling you know any conversations that you have with your contacts and customers and all of that is auto logged into salesforce and that's very important for customer success and obviously the entire sales team great uh, I, I see a tool that i never heard of which is bamboo yeah so bamboo is it's actually managed by a marketing team it's more of a marketing platform um and how bamboo functions is you can um uh, create some content that can be easily shared on your uh social media so um our sdrs use it uh here and there whenever we release something or whenever we have new events coming up um, our marketing team can actually post some of that information in Bamboo that allows um, our SDRs to basically copy some of that content um, and then paste it into their their LinkedIn posts to to kind of get more attention um, for certain specific items. And this part is effective or in the sales process? So that platform, we haven't been using it for very long. Um, so I can't say if it's working or not, but we have gotten some really good feedback on it. Um, uh, the SDRs that are leveraging it, they they do find some some benefit from it, um, but I can't, I can't speak too much to it since our marketing team actually manages it too. Okay. End -to -end. Mm -hmm. 
And what is the process uh, you use when you want to add a new software to the stack or sometimes to remove one? Uh, how do you make those, those type of decisions? Yeah, so the need depends on the use case. We don't just purchase a platform just because somebody reached out to us. Um, the way that we invest in a, in a brand new platform is if there is a problem that we're, we're trying to solve. Um, and I think that's quite critical when, um, you know, those SDRs or AEs are reaching out to myself or anybody on on our teams. Um, it's, it's important for them to highlight the, the pain that they solve in order for us to be able to have that conversation. So if there's a pain, that's when we look at platforms. Um, and one of the pains that we had, um, you know, last year was around uh, not being able to get the most accurate and enough information around some of the contacts and um, our account data and uh, contact data solution is Zoom Info. And so um, at that time, we were starting to question, okay, is Zoom Info going to serve a purpose for us, especially in EMEA and APAC? And so after uh, you know multiple conversations, we identified that we actually really do have a pain as far as Zoom Info's capability to provide us um, uh, data on um, some of the EMEA-based and APAC-based contacts. So when we determined that, that's when we actually had some conversations with other tools like Lucia or Sales Intel, um, and, and we decided that whichever one, you know, resolved the issue for us is the one that we'll invest in. Um, but if that wasn't a problem, we wouldn't have even had that conversation. So it's, it's very much so based on pain um, that we might be experiencing that will impact the revenue generation for our company long term. Great. And on the other side, did it happen that you remove a, a software to replace it by another one or to, is it something that happened or, or it's more like Chorus and uh, Kaya where you add a piece just to fill features? So um, in my time here, we have not removed any platforms, um, but if we were to get rid of any, it would be if you know it's no longer serving a purpose and we found another platform that might be providing us the, the, the info that we need. Um, and it's, it's serving a purpose that uh, is what we're wanting to get out of. Um, a, a lot of the times, because we're very specific to the problems that we're solving and the platforms that we do invest in, um, we want them because we really need them. It's not just because we're getting them just because somebody's telling us to get them and they're somehow the leader in the space. So our tech stack is, yes, there's a few different platforms, but it's very, very um, specific to what we're wanting to solve for. Um, so I don't think we'll have a, a, an issue where it's, it's, you know, oh, this platform is no longer serving a purpose. Let's get rid of it. Because replacing, replacing a platform, if you think about it, We've integrated it so much into our workflows. Getting rid of it will, will disrupt so much of what our reps are already doing. So um, I think buying a platform is usually a lot easier than to getting rid of it. So it's super important that you do your due diligence to identify the, the, the problem the platform is solving and how that's going to impact um, the end goal that we have and the purpose it'll serve for our actual business um, and, and doing that on the front end is, is, is quite critical. Um, so we'll, we try not to invest in tools that don't serve a purpose for us. 
Sure. And do, do you have means to measure the effectiveness and the ROI of each platform? There, there is some review sometimes you do, or what is the way you, you measure the effectiveness of it? Yeah, so that's actually a great question. Um, it's something that I have started, started actually looking into. Um, there are easier ways to do do uh, platform um, effectiveness and the ROI that you receive from those. Um, but the way we're going about it is more around um, the actual, you know, pipeline that we're generating and how much are we closing using these platforms. Um, and we're weighing all of those based on certain metrics that are important to us. So within each platform, there are um, in the future going to be certain KPIs that are expected of, of our um, sellers to achieve on a quarterly basis. And so if they achieve those KPIs within those platforms is what will determine if that platform is working for us or not, because it's going to impact our revenue numbers in the future. Um, and so we are starting to do the measurement and attribution reportings for all of the different um, sales tools that we use. And the way we're looking at it from a bigger picture is ensuring that, you know, the process around how these platforms are used needs to be followed A to Z because platforms don't serve a purpose unless there is an actual process that's followed across the board. Um, because if, if you just have a tool, it's a tool. It doesn't serve us anything unless we have standard processes across the board. And we've invested a lot of time in making sure that our workflows are set up in such a way that folks use them in a manner that's going to produce results. That's great. We are arriving at the end of the podcast. Do you want to add something before we close it? <laughs> I guess the thing I would say is it's not about, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the tech stack that you have always. You do want to you do want to have platforms that are leaders in this space. But at the end of the day, the leaders in this space are not going to um, produce results if you don't have a structure around how those platforms are utilized across the board. Um, it's quite important that all companies have people like myself that own these platforms and ensure that folks are using these in a manner that is going to produce the results that they're wanting to get out of. Because at the end of the day, every company cares about growth and, and efficiency and effectiveness. And to, to achieve that, the technology plays a very important part, considering we all work remotely and I don't think that will ever change, even though there are certain you know companies that are saying that, oh yeah, we want to go, yeah. <laughs> go back to the office. I'm sorry, that's not gonna happen. We don't live in that kind of world. Um, but the, the platforms play a very important piece around, you know, ensuring that your teams are functioning in the best way possible, but for them to work, it's important that people who own those tools are actually um, ensuring that people are using those platforms in a manner that's going to help produce the results. Great. Thanks a lot, Nav. This episode of the Virtual Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenge of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback. Share the show and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episode. This episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enables remote management and vamped sales. 
operational excellence. Book your sales deck.io demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better prep customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Nav. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me.